Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Date Yourself Radio. Today, I'm going to share with you the top four dating mindset mistakes that I find most women make. I know that I made them when I was dating, and I find a lot of my clients inside my dating mindset bootcamp, as well as my private clients, are making these mistakes too. So I want you to be able to see if you're making some of these mistakes and see what you can do instead. So if you're dating or looking to attract your ideal partner, I know how frustrating and demoralizing it can be when it seems like everyone around you is a couple. Trust me, I've been there. So maybe you're trying the same dating sites as your friends. Maybe you followed the texting advice or the wait three hours rule or whatever it is to keep him interested. But here's the thing, and I just want to go ahead and acknowledge it. Technology has made dating tricky. You may yearn to go back to the days of traditional dating, yet almost all of us are guilty of swiping left perhaps too many times, playing the texting or the waiting game, or stalking our date on all the social media channels before our first date or maybe right after the first date. So as everyone around you seems to be coupling off, you believe that something might be wrong with you or that you're not doing something right. And to compensate, you just need to learn how to play the game better. And yes, technology is included in this. So that's when the second guessing starts. 
Should I had said that to him? What should I text him? Should I play it cool or should I try to get another date? Should I back off and give him space? Do I wait three hours? Do I text after five or can I text during the day? All of these questions can be swarming in your head. And one that I know can drive women crazy is I can tell he's seen my text. Why hasn't he responded? So when you're dating in this type of mindset, and this is your reality, dating quickly turns into a game of winners and losers. The winner gets the next date and the loser gets hurt. The thing is, though, dating isn't a zero-sum game. But the way it's played out, in part because of cultural shifts and technology advances over the last 20 years, it can certainly feel like it's a zero-sum game. And honestly, most people treat it as such, both men and women, without even meaning to. But here's the truth. I believe you can learn to play the game better. You can learn little scripts or texts that'll provoke curiosity to make him want more. But here's what I also believe. If he's not the right match for you, then why does it matter if you get the second date? Who cares if you can provoke his interest or his curiosity if he's not going to give you the type of relationship that you truly deeply want? I believe that when you can be your most authentic and natural self and in turn attract an authentic man, then the dating game and all its rules become totally obsolete. And that is the number one goal I have for all of my clients and really all the women inside the Date Yourself community. Now, I do realize that that doesn't mean you automatically meet Mr. Right once you enter this new dating mindset, but it does mean that you can attract higher quality men better potential matches, and you just may enjoy dating. So what's preventing you from this authentic dating mindset? Well, in my experience, like I said at the top of the show, I believe there are four main mindset mistakes most women make when dating and often again without even realizing it. I know I did it all the time and all of my clients or a lot of my clients do as well, again, without even realizing it. So I'm going to lay them out for you and show how they work against you and what mindset beliefs to replace them with. This will not only make dating feel more fun and less icky, but I promise it'll help to more quickly attract the right relationship to you. So here's mistake number one. Dating is a game and not something to be taken at face value. Let me just go ahead and set the record straight. To date and meet high quality men, you do not have to play the game. You do not have to play the game. I'll say that one more time. You do not have to play the game. Yes, I've already acknowledged technology has made dating tricky and argued by some awful. But here's the thing. Technology has also made dating really, really wonderful. It's amazing how many potential matches and potential men are at your fingertips. When I was online dating, I loved it allowed me to meet men And when I went out with my friends, I could focus on being with them rather than feeling like I needed to scope out the scene or always be on the prowl. It's amazing to have so many potential matches at your fingertips, even if you're busy, even if you're a single mom, and even if you live in a small town. And interestingly, most of the women I've worked with claim to hate the dating game, but almost all of them have perpetuated it in some way, usually without meaning to. So here's some examples of how you might perpetuate the game. You might play hard to get. You might be interpreting his text or overanalyzing his text with your girlfriends. And let me just say here, please just take it at face value. 
Or you might be overanalyzing your next move or your next actions. Should you text during the day? I've seen him online during the day, but not sure. Am I bothering him? Am I being too much? Another way you perpetuate the game is just not asking for what you want. Do you want a second date? Do you want to know what his plans are? So maybe you can have um, a date with him or figure out, you know, when you're going to be seeing him that week. Just simply ask. Staying in the game is draining energetically, emotionally, and physically. And getting out of the game, saying how you feel or asking for what you want is hard. So I'll just go ahead and, you know, admit it. It's hard and it feels incredibly vulnerable, but that's because it is. But here's the other cool thing. If he's not the right person, usually when you say how you feel or ask for what you want and be a little bit vulnerable and it's not the right person for you, well, you've just saved yourself a boatload of time, energy, and heartache figuring out that earlier rather than later. I truly, truly believe, and I've said this before, and I'll probably say it many, many times again, I truly believe to the deepest marrow of my bones that when you're attracting the right kind of person at your most authentic state, the dating rules become obsolete. Dating feels easy and natural and something you can enjoy whether or not the person you're on a date with at that moment will end up being the person that you end up with. Okay, here's mistake number two, and this is the story of my dating career. So mistake number two is you future trip. And future tripping, I'm not even sure where I first heard of it. Maybe I made it up. I'm really not sure. So if someone else made it up and I'm stealing credit, I'm truly sorry. I don't remember where I learned it. But future tripping is basically allowing your mind to race ahead of present time. So here's what this might look like. Before or maybe during your first date, you're already trying out his last name on yours, on your first name. You start imagining your future relationship or even just simply obsessed when the second date will happen, often before the first date ever happens. So future tripping trips you up in two main ways. First, it's impossible to be natural and authentic when your head is in the clouds. The person you're on a date with wants to get to know you, and they want you to add value to the conversation because they're adding value as well. And when you're not fully present on a date, the potential for meaningful connection is completely severed. It's like trying to build a level bridge when one side of the, you know, the, the, the land, the chasm is higher than the other. It's just not going to happen. The other thing that happens when you future trip is it becomes incredibly easy to fall in love with the idea of him. I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me, my clients, or women in the date yourself community. So for me personally, I've gone on a few dates with someone who's just generally not a good match. We don't have similar interests or values or personalities, yet for whatever reason, usually because of external factors, I'm in love with the idea of him. Maybe he's like from a good family, has a really interesting job or like life story or whatever it is, but I'm in love with the idea of him rather than actually him. Those types of relationships tend to end especially bad because we think that we're in love with them. It's it's those kinds of relationships where it just seems to happen really fast and you just are in love with him and you said, I love you really quickly, or maybe those feelings came up for you really quickly. Um, but usually those feelings aren't necessarily reciprocated. And then of course, you know, that's, uh, you know, the worst kind of breakup. So that's mistake number two, you future trip. Mistake number three is you consciously or even unconsciously start planning your time around his 
or when your next potential dates will be. I can't tell you how many times I've done this where I've been reluctant to make plans with some friends or even with myself, you know, if I wanted to do something on a weekend because I wanted to see what he was up to first. I wanted to see, well, if we're going to hang out Saturday afternoon, then I can do something Saturday night. But if we have to hang out Saturday night, then, you know, I I was completely re- reliant on what his his schedule was, even if we didn't have a actual date planned. So I used to think, and I did this because I used to think that I can make a guy like me more by spending more time uh, with me. So my theory was simple. The more time they spent with me, the more they'd get to know me. And of course, the more they'd love me, right? Uh, The problem is that it's highly unattractive to a potential high quality partner to always be available. I mean, this just begs the question, do you have a life? Do you have a job? Do you have friends? Do you have hobbies, things you care about, values, interests, things you're passionate about, things you want to spend time with yourself doing? Before you become too busy for him, know that I will say that this gets into a potential gray area. It's definitely a slippery slope for from maintaining your life and who you are and all the things that you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to playing the dating game. So we're not, I'm not telling you to just be too busy and to seem unavailable in order to to perpetuate the game. But I am asking you to, again, what do you do on a normal daily, weekly, monthly basis, whether or not someone else is in the picture? How often do you go to the gym? How often do you hang out with friends? How often do you um, grow grocery shopping and cook healthy meals, whatever it is? And here's a way, just, you know, a quick little one-liner of something you can do to, you know, let him know that you're busy, but not too busy for him. So something like a simple, hey, I can't meet up on Sunday because it's my time to batch cook my meals for the week. But right now it's looking like Tuesday or Thursday evening could work to have dinner or to have a drink or whatever it is. So this does a couple things. Not only does it keep you operating in your life the way you want, it also shows the guy that you value yourself because you value your health and your time. And you know that your Sundays are the best time for you to grow grocery shopping and to batch cook. And you know that if it doesn't happen Sunday, then you're going to kind of just be winging it for the week and you're not going to eat as healthy. You're not going to have as much energy and you're not going to feel as good. And so the right guy will think this is really, really attractive. And by the way, if this is a turnoff for him, if he's not interested and he has to hang out Sunday or he doesn't really respect the fact that you are respecting your own time and your health, then he was never going to be a good match for you anyways. And this goes back to my point that I made in mistake number two, uh, or maybe I said this in the introduction, I don't remember at this point. But anyways, if he wasn't the right person for you, then who cares? You know, if, if he doesn't like this, that you can't hang out Sunday afternoon because you're grocery shopping and batch cooking, then who friggin' cares? So have time set aside for dating. And this is something that I teach inside my dating mindset bootcamp. We literally like look at all the aspects of your life, all the things that are important, whether it's career, personal life, friends, family, community, dating, health, self-care, all those types of things, and then kind of put them together like a puzzle. And so we have time to set aside for for dating, because if you do want to attract a relationship into your life, you have to create space for it. And part of that space is time. So set aside time for dating, but don't let it impede on the things that are also important to you. Because remember, those things help to make you interesting and unique to the right person. Okay, so mistake number four and you might have heard me talk about this uh, this mistake before because it's something that also a lot of women, either again consciously or subconscious or unconsciously, do. But you size him up to your perfect man list. 
Okay. So one of the first things that we do inside the Dating Mindset Bootcamp and with also my private uh, my private clients is we work together to throw out perfect man lists. Here's the thing. Perfect man lists are often based on our beliefs, cultural references of what we think we ought to want or should want, maybe things we learned from our mother, our family, our community, our upbringing, our religious upbringing, Hollywood even. And it really eliminates potentially great matches. And your perfect man list, you know, may go without saying that features such as height, weight, or appearance is relatively shallow to have on a perfect man list, but even more substantive and deeper characteristics can block love too. So here's one thing that I've realized looking at what my perfect man list was when I was dating before I met Stevie and an honest look at it really shows that I was looking for the male version of myself. Not only did that represent a pretty narrow-minded view of who was good enough for me, my list was largely based on income, career, and education, and I wanted someone also from a city because I thought that was also, you know, important, probably from my elitism. Um, but what this did is that eliminated any possibility of balance or growth in a relationship. The truth in saying that opposites attract is the need for balance and growth when in ourselves, our relationships, and our lives. And I'm not saying that you have to get someone opposite of you, but I think someone who um, balances, you know, just your whatever your strengths and your characteristics are, but also someone who brings something interesting or different to the table. And for me, when I was looking basically for the male version of myself, well, first of all, we weren't going to be balancing each other out because we would have been the same type, type A workaholics uh, type of person, but interested in the same thing. So nobody was really bringing anything interesting to the table. So of course, all the relationships felt flat after a few months. So Stevie, who I'm now engaged to, is not even close to what my perfect man list was, but he balances me and pushes me in the ways that the male version of Veronica could never have. When you go on a date and begin to size up your perfect man list, not only is this similar to mistake number three in that it takes you out of present time, because again, if you're on a date and comparing him to your perfect man list, that means that you're in your head and you are not present in the date. You're not, you know adding value to the date, to the conversation, and you're not really able to enjoy whatever value he's adding, whether or not this person actually ends up being someone that you date more seriously or or um, end up with. But I think one thing that this really does is that it makes dating feel like a job interview. And this is one of the number one complaints I hear from women about dating is that it just feels icky and draining and like they're job interviewing each other. And the thing is, we know, we're pretty familiar with job interviews. You have a a job description, and then you have your resume, and basically, it's just a comparison. Uh, you know, who has the most qualifications based on their resume, and then of course, you go in for the interview, which is just explaining more of what's on your resume. Obviously, personality matters at that point, but it is still very much based on you know something equivalent to a perfect man list. So after I have my clients uh, throw out the perfect man list, I have them get really clear on how they want their relationship to make them feel and how that really works with the rest of their life. Because dating doesn't exist in a vacuum. Your relationship won't exist in a vacuum. It's going to exist within conjunction of how you want your life to feel like and how you want it to be. So rather than focusing on the man, think about how you want your relationship to make you feel. 
And what I learned when I you know, started really embracing this is that there are many ways your partner can make you feel loved, beautiful, or cherished, and it has nothing to do with his height, career, or education. And you know, one thing for me, just a quick example, is I thought I wanted someone who was adventurous. Well, and I do want someone who's adventurous because I want my relationship to feel like an adventure. I want you know, just something always new to explore and, and someone to share that with. Now, many years ago, before, I had a very, very narrow-minded view of what adventurous meant. And so I thought that meant, you know, strictly international travel. And Stevie has definitely had a lot less international travel experience than I've had, but he brings adventure to the table in a whole new way, which honestly keeps the relationship interesting and, and fun. So ways that he expresses his sense of adventure is like going to the you know, the ethnic grocery stores like the Asian supermarket or the Mexican market, or um, there's an Indian market and all these different places and getting just honestly like weird food that I don't even know what it is or weird spices or whatever. And then coming home and trying to um, cook something with it, like make something taste good. <laughs> and it's totally fun. And when, you know, the first few times that we were doing that, I realized like, wow, this definitely feels like an adventure. Sure. Is it like trekking through the Middle East by myself? No, but it's still sparking that adventurous spirit that lives inside me. Okay. So there you have it. Those are the four biggest dating mindsets, mistakes that I find most women make. I know that I made them too. So you are definitely not alone. If you find yourself nodding your head to one of the mistakes, two of the mistakes, or possibly all four. And next week, I'm going to share with you three steps that I took myself to, you know, really get rid of these uh, mindset mistakes that I was making, but also um, attract the relationship that I have today. And this, these are the three steps that I take my dating mindset bootcamp clients through as well as my private clients. Okay. If you know you want to go deeper with me than what we can do in just a podcast episode, then I invite you to join me inside the dating mindset bootcamp. The Dating Mindset Bootcamp is an online group coaching program and community to help you make dating less icky, less complicated, less draining, less demoralized. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.